Welcome everyone to another episode of Real Chumps. I am your host, Marcel, and with me is always my co-host, Danny. In this week's episode, we are going to discuss La La Land, the Damien Giselle 2016 film. Wait, um, Damien? Is that right? Damien. Okay. For a second, I'm like, wait a second. Is it Damien? Damien. And I'm like, it's not. <laughs> I did say it right. Yeah, you said it right. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I did last, I think at the end, I said we we're going to do two films. We did next that because this, yeah. this, this one deserves its own episode for sure. And I think we'll, we'll come back to musicals because. Yeah, it's a great genre. It's a great genre. I love them, which Me too. I, I'm one of those people who, who developed a love for musicals as an adult. Not as a child. Interesting. I hated them as a kid. I thought I was too cool for musicals. I'm not. Like uh, musicals a, are incredible. I had a girlfriend who who like hated musicals for a little bit, and I would always like try to drag her to listen them because I just. I mean, I played trombone. Yeah. So I played trombone in high school. I went to college with a scholarship with trombone. So like, I have a love for jazz, and like that's part of the reason why I like love love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a, a love letter to jazz, even though jazz isn't quite the same, um, like modern jazz. I mean, you still have big band things like that, but anyways. Uh, I digress. <laughs> we'll, we'll head. We'll, we'll talk about all this. I do have a question for today's episode. Yes. Uh, There's no dating related uh, because like the <laughs> last four I realized. Anyways, do you have a favorite uh, jazz artist? So I am a big fan of uh, big band. So like, yeah. I I also was in jazz band in school. I Did played sax. I played saxophone. Dude, tenor sax or alto? I was alto. Dude, you would be an alto. I know. Oh my goodness. How did I I'm so glad we, that... we've never chatted about this, but yeah, I, I played I actually played clarinet yeah. and and saxophone. Yeah, you would play clarinet and then play jazz alto in the in the yeah. band. Dude, that's phenomenal. So that's why also this movie This is why we jive. This is why we I, jive. Yeah, hundred exactly. percent. I obviously love the Glenn Miller band. Um, oh, so, I, yeah. I think for me, that's where my love began. I remember my dad introducing me to oh, Glenn Miller um, and, 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 and those songs. Um, but I, I do like David uh, Brubeck. David, David yeah, Brubeck? Dave, yep, David Brubeck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think Take 5 is probably my favorite song ever. It's a phenomenal uh, song. We tried playing it once in college. It's challenging. It's a challenging song. Oh, yeah. we, did we actually did we play it? I think we did attempt. I think we did actually play it. I might have to go look back on after my. I don't know if I recorded that one or not, but um, yeah, awesome. Okay, yeah. Okay. What about you? So jazz for me is this weird thing. Um, I didn't. I I kind of knew a little bit about jazz. I think like uh, Kenny, Kenny Jean. Yeah, Kenny Jean. Who you know, like my mom had some music, and I was like, I want to play saxophone. Like <laughs> that's the thing. I was like, I wanted to play saxophone. Then I get ended up. I get. I ended up get put into the brass class. Oh, okay. So I picked trombone. And uh, I like fell in love with jazz. I mean, uh, part of it is because big band jazz. It just felt like Christmas every time I played. Uh-huh. It's just like the energy, the love, the like the 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 funness of jazz. Um, even when it came to like ballads, you know, like uh-huh. you know, like that sort of or combo feels. It just there's something about it that just is exciting. Um, when you're playing, I know it might be you know it's it's difficult when it comes to like listening to some people for some people, especially if they they don't know what they're listening right or going for. So I think. For me, I definitely like Gordon Goodwin's big uh, fat band. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, partly because like it's more you know contemporary jazz, big band that has mm-hmm. like fun little pieces that are interesting and, and intrigue, intriguing. Um, there is a trombone player who Jones Jones J J John, Johnson is who the trombone player that I like to okay. listen to. Um, and then, anyways, uh, but I also just I just love. I just love jazz. I like, I'll like put on, um, 
whatever jazz thing uh-huh. kind of going on. Just because, like, again, I miss playing. Honestly, it was like, so do I, man. Dude, I had like a hard, like a week ago. I was like, oh, and I like my buddy. I have a buddy of mine who I went to college with, and he he like went he was back and forth with majors. And I mean, being a music major sucks. Yeah. I mean, like it's brutal. Like you have one credit for like seven hours of like <laughs> work that you have to put into. So you're there for like decades. <laughs> Not really, but like it feels that long. But he finally got his, um, like, I think he got, I don't know if he got, a, I don't think he got a master's, but he graduated with a trombone performance okay. thing. And so he's been, he posted something for one of his performances. And I was just like, oh, I miss. I, I miss it. My my mom found my saxophone the other day in the basement and she's like, you want this? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. But then like, I, I have not picked it up in probably 18 years. Oh, dang, dude. That's. And so like, I, I pulled it out and it, it needs like. It needs some work. Yeah. Like, it needs some work. I'm just like, do I have the time and the effort yeah. to, like, just go get it fixed and then just to, like, play it every now and then? Like, I, I, I hope that if I start playing, like, things will come back. Yeah. I, but I, I know that I, it's going to take me some time to, like, revisit, like, notes and whatnot. Yeah. So. I, I bet you anything with that. I actually, I had a trombone. Uh, I had my trombone. And when COVID hit, I had to, I sold it. Or I oh. took it to a pawn shop because I was like, we need some cash. Yeah. And uh, it was like freaking hard. I try not to think about it too much because I'll freaking cry. But like that, uh, man, dude, like I wasn't playing a lot, so like it was only like Christmas I'd bust it out. Okay, but easily I could sit down and I could I could bring it up and it was I could bring it up and play without a doubt. I I, just... I probably I probably couldn't do like heavy bass notes or okay. like like aggressive like upper whatever, but okay. I could totally sit down and, and play easily. I have I. I when when you when you're in jazz band right you you feel like you're the coolest kid ever and I got to the point where like I started arranging like my own music and whatnot that's phenomenal and I have it you have it I have it at home no way um one piece a lot of what I was doing would would be just like uh would just like free play right yeah I would just like be in the mood and and just like start playing and I'm like yeah I like that um and it wasn't until like my third year playing I was like I should write some of this down. Because I I just got to a point where I would memorize it, yeah. Um, and I wrote like half a sheet of of one, mm-hmm. and I and I found it. And I'm like, I wonder if I can play this again. Oh, I just I always envied people like you that uh-huh. could like, because like I for my brain just I like I think I'd ha- I just didn't. My problem was I my mom was supportive of me. Like when I told her that I want to do music i don't think they believed that i was gonna stick with it <laughs> like i think there was i don't know why we're i'm sorry that this is this is digressing a lot about you. but it, i think it, it's worth yeah, kind of yeah talking. of course so going into this uh like i just knew like i just like this is something i want to do and like i just loved it from the instant i started playing music okay. and whatever yeah and then part of it was because like i was told that i could get a scholarship and i was like there's no way that i'm going to be able to go to college <laughs> without a scholarship yeah it's like no well if i can get a scholarship with a trombone then i'll just like like i'll just make this happen yeah Right. And I remember my dad, like at some point, I don't know if it was when I got back from my mission or if it was like, just like, you know, graduating college, you know, whatever, because my dad wasn't ever, he never was really present at any of these big moments in mm-hmm. my life, which is not anyways, um, nothing against him. I like, I still love him. And, but he, one day I remember telling me, he's like, you know, like I, I'm proud of you for sticking with Trump with music, you know? He didn't really like listen to a lot of me mm-hmm. playing, but he was a he was impressed with the fact that like I did this thing, and I chose it, and I was going to go with it, right? That's cool. And for me, jazz was like this. It was a way for me to to find a community. Yeah, yeah. And like 
something that a connection with people that like i don't think i would have ever found a connection otherwise hmm. like when i think about some other like f- friends or whatever like i i, I feel blessed from being able to, for take the setting and take up music but i always wished i was like better and i was a little bit more diligent in the sense of like learning some skills mm-hmm. in the music i mean i could play i could you know like practice i didn't practice enough but um you know i would you know put in at least enough work to be able to to, to get to where i needed to yeah. be right um, but I always wished I could like learn just like hear and like listen to the melodies and be able to like improvise or do whatever. I know it just comes with some practice because like you can still it learn it. Yeah, but yeah. but pe- there are people like you know like who can just they they or they you hear that melody or they hear that feeling or whatever uh-huh. it is. Um, and I think this is hopefully this is a great segue that La La Land is literally the epitome of what is of scoring like your own piece of music. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's the ebbs and flows, you have the crescendos and decrescendos, and then there's, you know, your, whatever you want to call them, motifs and your other things. Your melodies that you have in there, yeah. Yeah, the things that are supporting, the things that like, you know, like bring the brightness and the different instruments. This film, not only is because of the musical, but because like the cinematography, everything that goes into this film is beautifully orchestrated. Yeah, 100%. I, and I think that's where, you know, let's, let's jump into it. Yeah, let's okay. get into it. I think for me, like my experience with La La Land has been, I approached it from that aspect, like a movie that's talking about jazz. And it's my first time. Obviously, there's bigger themes in here. Yeah. Um, but I remember when when people were telling me about La La Land, I, I had read, uh, it, it did, I think it was premiered at the Venice Film Festival. And and it got a lot of buzz. Um, yeah. and, and everyone was saying like, oh, just with the first number, um, you're going to fall in love with this movie. But I just kept hearing people all constantly saying like oh it's it's not a true musical it's not a real musical and i was like okay finally like one of my buddies was like yeah i loved it but like it's not a, a real musical and and i finally was like well, what do you mean by that and and you know he's like oh it, they're not singing the whole time like there's dialogue and they're not singing like there's not music and, and like breaking into songs and dance the entire time yeah and i was like okay that's fine and i think i think this came out into like you said in 2016 Les Mis had came out in like 13 or 12. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people were just kind of like comparing it. Comparing it to that, which they're completely different genres we'll talk about in a second, but when I watched it I was like this movie's about like jazz, like I love it and like pursuing your dream on on behalf of Seb. Yeah. His dream of like owning his own jazz bar, which at one right. point I think that crossed my mind as like as a kid I was like Why yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to own a jazz uh, a jazz uh, bar. Um, and so I, I, I love this movie and I continue to love it. I think I watch it at least once a year. Yeah. That's how much I love this movie. Um, I fell in love with it the first time. Did I'm you pretty, watch it in theaters? I, yes, I did. Towards I, the end of the, uh, oh, like of, of the, its run. I didn't watch it like at the beginning. I think it came out like closer to like December. I think so. Um, but I think I watched it like, I think I watched it closer to like when it was Oscar season. So I, I think I also watched it during Oscar seasons yeah. because, and I think part of this is, I don't know why I held out on watching it. I don't know. I don't remember the full breakdown where I was at, like in my life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember very, like what was going on. I think I was just working at UVU at the time, but I remember it being like, you know, it was like talked about. I like, I wasn't going to the movies very often at yeah. the time. Uh, I mean, theaters, I wasn't going to theaters. And so I think that I ended up like. Kind of like I don't want to watch. Like, what is this hype? What what's happening here? Yeah, what's all the hype I'm about like, it? I'm like, I don't, I'm like, oh, I'll I'll watch it in a little bit. Sometimes I feel like this. There's just I kind of have this thing where like, 
sometimes I don't want to go watch a film because like there's just so much like this is hype and I'm yeah. like I don't want to go in there and then like have different opinions and have to like deal with this, this <laughs> the backlash from yeah. that with some people um like it doesn't matter if you ha- like yeah. film, love it if you hate the film then hate the film which which to interrupt you real quick i feel like this is probably up to this point in our podcast this is probably like the most divisive movie we've talked about e- either you love this movie or you absolutely i would probably agree hate it like mm-hmm. the, it, it's so unique the takes for this movie I'm on the side of like I love it, and this yeah. movie to me is like near perfection. Yeah. Um. But no, yeah. Go go on. So no, I and so for me, like you talking about like what that is, I remember also like in I'm what I think what did it for me was I think I saw some sort of like cinematography breakdown. Yeah. Of one of the because like there's a lot of one takes. There's I mean like it's not the whole film right, but it's like there's many one takes in here. It's it's very, um and. You know, just there's a lot of stuff happening. I kind of want to talk a little bit. Of, well, now that we've both confessed our love for for jazz and and, and, and best friends, <laughs> and become best friends, right? Uh, we're gonna start our, our own duo, a sax trombone duo. I've actually thought, another. I've actually <laughs> thought about picking up a, tr- a trumpet because uh-huh. I could go to a pawn shop and probably find a trumpet better than I can find a trombone. Uh, true. And I was like, if I get, I'm like, then I can learn how to play trumpet, and then I can actually like play with like trumpet sax, and then we just find. <laughs> We just like mediaize a, a bass and and and, a, and drum set. Sorry, digressing again. Digressing again. Um, let's let's talk about the music. Uh, and and let's I let's talk about the musical elements of this. But obviously, because it's a musical, let's incorporate the way that Damien incorporated his cinematography and, and all those details. But we touched about this lightly. Why, like, let, let's break down like musical film musicals versus okay. like. Broadway and and you and I have talked about like in the Heights, great movie, right? Yeah. Um, whereas one is like a Broadway adaptation into a film, right? Versus another one being a, a, a true film musical. I mean, also I would say West Side Story. Yeah, and- but I mean, like this movie, like there's a lot of like tip of the hats to old Hollywood musicals, yes. right? Like the ones from the 40s, 50s. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the first scene the, yeah, that on, on the freeway, that's that's like straight out of uh, Singing in the Rain, right? Like a big nod to it. Yeah. The last scene uh, of the montage, that's a, a big nod to An American in Paris, where yeah. this one was like t- 10, 11 minutes. The American in Paris is like 20 minutes yeah. nod of no, no dialogue, just straight montage of, of dancing and music. I think that's where people, audiences miss the mark. Is that they thought that this was going to be like? Well, I mean, you come on, you come in with the movie, and it's got a strong opening number, incredible opening number. It, yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's it like and all all numbers, every single musical piece in this in this film is a phenomenal musical number. Yeah, and when you if you're going to compare it to like a, like a standard musical, I feel like they did a fantastic job in the sense of like providing if you're a musical fan or like musical fans the like the essence of what you know they you know big numbers big you know nice dancing yeah um you know in some cases you know the big grouping if or just you know with the main characters and like whatever but i think you're 100 correct in the fact that like at from that point from after that every other is you're adding what's i think this is where i my opinion is that this film gives what musicals should have which is the the language of cinema mm-hmm. in accenting the beauty of musicals yeah yeah especially because like traditional musicals again going back to like these 
uh, I'm thinking Gene Kelly, right? Gene yeah. Kelly, great, great uh, actor, performer, period. But like a lot of those movies, big like set stages, right? Yes. Whereas what's so unique about La La Land is Damien incorporated, uh, uh, you know, wanting to take as much real on on location opportunities, but incorporating incorporating like little elements to make it seem almost fake, right? Going back to this first opening number, they shot that uh, on on a real highway. They closed it down. You know how much money that right? Yeah, freaking ins- I mean, I it's the is it the one hundred and five in I, LA? Yeah, I'm like whatever. Which, it's the worst like high freeway. Like yeah. <laughs> I hate being on that one, but like they shut that down. Real real location. Yep. But he incorporates like unique vehicles and like the color of the vehicles to give it almost like a fake element to it, right? Yeah. Even though it's in a in a in a real location. Yeah. Which I love. Again, going back to old musicals where you're in a stage, everything's like yeah, there you have like a you know, some sort of picture or something in the background, yeah. then you have like set prop pieces or set pieces that mm-hmm. help accent that. And I think I mean throughout this whole film, <clears throat> I feel like you you're taken I think what I love about this, this like as through all these pieces, is that Giselle he 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 adds like you're saying like those the idea of like this is just a set, but then he like gives us you know these one one mm-hmm. these one takes that take us through and it's like oh like there's no way any musical or like w- would ever do something like this because they wouldn't change from one set to a completely yeah like you know i mean he's using techniques in cinema the like the match cut or moving from one thing to another thing but it's really going to a whole new location mm-hmm. but it seems like it's in once in one, one you know take. One take and so and then adding you know just the 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 elements the whip panning um from one character to another character in the same space but like still providing um the context you're not like you're not seeing everybody all the time it's amazing, and I think that's this is this is why it's such a great movie. I think it's amazing to see all the tools available to a th- all the practical tools available to a director. Yes, and Damien Chazelle does that incredibly. Yeah. The scene where they're um, walking on Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. he's walking her to her car. Yeah, that's not CGI. No, that that was shot on, uh, during on. magic during the magic golden hour. Golden hour. Um, which is not an hour; it's like twenty-five minutes. Uh, yes. And and um and so like that that backdrop. The first time I was like, oh, that's, that's an interesting, like CGI effect. Wait, is that CGI? And it wasn't until like I you know saw an interview of his, and it's like, no, like that was during during golden hour. And that take that they that they do in the film, the the, the take that we see in the film, um, he said it was the th- third take of the second night. But it was just constant rehearsing. But that's what I'm saying. Like it, his ability to use lighting and 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 the tools that he, you have as a, a director for practical tools, right, is what I feel makes this movie very timeless. Yeah, I mean, to me, when I think about this, I think there's a there's a ton of there, there's a ton of lessons to be learned as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, when it comes to um, using cinema as another language to accent. Mm-hmm. your your story whether that be in a regular standard like narrative film or a musical for like ad, if it's a musical adaptation right mm-hmm. and i and um and again i'm just gonna do a quick like i think i would say almost in the heights yeah. does a little bit better um 
with this but it's still very much um, like a standard musical yeah right? yeah like i would i would very much agree with that but but i think with Lola Land, what what is like he's using you know he's locking off shots he's he's either you know coming in for close-ups or detail shots you know like he then he's taking elements of what would come in 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 actual musical theater on like an actual set in like broadway where there's standard like blocking they're like okay this is how we're gonna do this thing Every person has a job. Everyone has to hit their mark. This is how we're going to like, we're, we're going to have the camera here. You know, they're setting up the whole thing. And then all it is, is basically making sure that they're getting the shot that they want to get. Yeah. And it's either they, they re do it over again or, you know, whatever it might be. Or if like, that's the only shot they can take because they need to move on to the next thing. Like they've done so much more planning prior to that. And I mean, this happens in every single movie, but what I think what it comes down to is like, you're adding music, you're adding, like mm -hmm. you're trying to, um, add musical beats, you know, emphasize musical moments with camera movement or yeah. or actions or or you know like the, you know changing focal lengths whatever you know whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that like most movement in this film is like motivated, mm -hmm. right? And then on top of that is like you have in you know you is the emphasis in like storytelling visually, right? And I think that this is something that like why i think la la land just just destroys in like when it comes to like not a regular uh musical yes, is that because you get the sense of like you're just following these two individuals in their lives yeah we just happen to have music we just happen to have music yeah that every time i think about this when i watch this film it comes down to like i feel like this film is what sometimes we wish we had in our like when we think about like man we wish what if our life was a musical yeah this is what it would be like if <laughs> life was a musical yeah no, that's very true I I had a friend in high school she she would always say like I I wish life was a musical where every like eventful moment in my life we would all break down into dance and 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 song but what's great is that this one also incorporates like the happy eventful times but also like the challenging and maybe not happy times. But any good piece of music, like if it's an impactful music, music, it has to have communicate both. Yes, like or not just both, all all yeah. emotions. Right, like you know, like even in like a jazz piece that's a big band, like you know, like driving thing, you you still want you don't want to go start loud. Like my, you know, I'm sure you remember this. Jazz is always, you know, directors always like, look, guys, we need we need to come down lower here. Yeah. Okay. I need you guys to circle, circle pianissimo. We're gonna start, or like, you know, we're gonna come back to meso piano, and then uh, we're gonna, uh, then we gotta, you know, build it back up because we can't just go from loud to louder to loudest. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't. What is that gonna do? That's not gonna do anything. We want people to like have to lean in, be 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 caught into a trap is how my my teacher would say That's we so we catch them into a trap and then we have them experience yes uh, and this film yeah 100 percent does this 100 percent. because i mean like every i mean every in between every moment every between every music every every musical number i feel that he then what he's doing with in between the musical numbers is that he's providing us um i mean context but also moments for us to to feel clarity and to be captured yeah by that like like you said for uh, there's not a lot of other it's literally these two characters and i i think at some point i think that was one of my criticisms yeah okay. is that when 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 seb like goes off to like you know be a rock star or whatever yeah yeah i 
what's her name? Uh, Mia, yeah. Emma, Emma Stone's character. Like, she just doesn't have, like, anyone to, like, engage with, yeah. right? Like, it, it's just her in her apartment alone. Like, we we, we don't see much of a, a supporting cast uh, in, uh, throughout, like, once you get to, like, the middle of the movie and the rest of the movie. What do you feel like this this movie does, is doing well when it comes to, like, telling this message? What message are we trying, is it trying to do? I think this movie is just, it's talking about dreamers, right? And I think that was like the tagline for the movie is like, uh, this is for those that, for, for which is the last line or which is one of the lyrics in, in her last song. Um, this is for those who dream. Um, and I think this movie is, is about dreamers, about broken dreams of reality, trying to live in a dreamlike world where, where you can fall in love and hopefully live a life of passion and, and purpose. But, but then... It, I feel like it's also commenting on like the death of romanticism. Yeah, you know, like it, 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 it yeah, we're we're being discouraged to 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 not follow our dreams, right? We 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 can no longer live in a society where we can encourage our children or or even ourselves to 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 follow our dreams, right? Because life hits you, and that's what we see with Mia. She shows up to these to these auditions, yeah. excited, ready for it, and then she gets shut down. One after another. At one point, like she gets cut off in the middle of like an emotional uh, 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 audition, right? And I think that's what the movie's trying to tell us. Like it's death of romanticism, and 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 even though it's like a a love letter to musicals, to LA, to to Hollywood itself. Mm -hmm. For me, that's what it's trying to say. Like it, it, we live in a world where we, it's so hard for us to follow our dreams, our passions. And and dreamers no longer matter. Yeah, you know what also like just kills me is like after that scene, you know, it's in it's like the first, you know, first like it's like in the first ten. Well, yeah. it's like twenty. It's like twenty minutes because yeah, yeah. Like each scene is long. But uh, she's walking from that audition, and everyone's in a white shirt. Yeah, you know the the whole waiter, you know, thing. Like you think, and then you then you bring in the jazz aspects, right? He's you know Seb provides this, um world for Mia that like that I mean to him is something that's passionate and vibely for especially for a lot of people like in these clubs and yeah and what it provides but it's also something that like not a lot of people are like they're not like seeking out for jazz players right exactly you know like and on on like Seb's end is like he gets the dream thing he get he does he does land the thing that he wants to do or at least a portion of like you know the opportunity not maybe not the exact thing but yeah the opportunity for something to be perhaps fruitful, mm-hmm. right? And then lead him to an opportunity to maybe open up his own shop, right? Yeah. But that doesn't, but, you know, just because you receive an opportunity doesn't always mean that it's the opportunity you actually should have taken. And, and I mean, let's get vulnerable a second, right? Like, yeah. I think there's been moments, at least in my life, where I'm heading, I'm, I'm going towards a goal, right? Yeah. Whether it's career-wise, education-wise, whatever it is. But another opportunity comes, at least for me, I logically break it down, think it through, and I go, oh, should I go this route? Like, there's benefit here, but like, that's a dream, like, and I wanna achieve that. And I end up going, and I've taken, you know, the more logical, fruitful, right, um, opportunity. I am, I, I have to say, I'm one of the people that will I will almost always say yes. Jump first before thinking, and that's probably to my detriment. Yeah. Um, 
or not i don't know it's no, been, I, but but i think what's what's interesting is that like because but every it doesn't mean that like i'm not taking some of those calculations right? right or but but what it does mean is that like i to me i'm a i'm always been a romantic uh-huh, uh-huh. i've always been a romantic i've always been th- like i've i've looked at you know opportunities or even like you know whether that be loves and you know love uh my per, you know significant others girlfriends uh now my wife and you know in and being able to see like what is opportunities or the thing or even you know new things at work or whatever yeah that like for me i am always like well there's an opportunity there's like oh i can see what could be yeah i'm in the in the weeds of it and then i'm like dang it <laughs> maybe i should have asked just a couple more questions. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I think that's why this movie, like, speaks to... Uh, I, I can tell you, like, there are many times... I remember in, like, junior high, I wanted to be, like, a like a, a history teacher. Okay. We're going to we're gonna dry, digress here a little bit. Oh, man. But, but this movie... That's what this movie that's does. What, yeah. Look, you're having conversation with your real chums right now. Yeah. Like, that's this, what, what happens in... This is what cinema, real cinema can do. Yeah. Um, but, like, like, I wanted to be a history teacher. I wanted to teach high school history. Like I I love World War Two and like I just wanted to like really teach like American history and like World War Two and uh, I remember saying that to my mom once and this isn't like a criticism to my mom no, at no all, of course but, not but I remember her saying like but you're not gonna make any money being a teacher yeah and like I I know that you love history and that like, you're always reading history books but like how do you plan on like supporting a family <laughs> right and. Shout out to to our to our teachers, okay? Like huge shout out, heroes in in our society. But but like that was my first experience of like me wanting to do something because I had a passion for it, and being a dreamer and life telling me maybe you shouldn't because you there's 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 quote unquote better opportunities, better options for you to 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 pursue, right? Yeah, and I think that's what this movie at its core is telling us yeah i mean it's one like you know it's like when do you stop pursuing because sometimes sometimes in life you need to know when it's time to stop pursuing that thing yeah it's not easy and it's but it's also i think a thing that you people should remember you know like is that that doesn't always mean it's the end of that thing right yeah the idea of what can be at different moments what and especially because like you know you have the montage the summer montage right mm-hmm. like things are going super well yeah you have um you know the different moments but then also the exact thing articulating and it being the complete opposite mm. you know it's the like the playing in the same place but not seeing the person right and honestly to some degree i, I <laughs> i'm just like realizing this now i think sometimes um, I was actually, I was doing a podcast for one of my clients mm-hmm. and one of the, the individuals said, because they do this, the interviewee, him, him and his wife do like these, <clears throat> his wife started these doing these retreats for females and then like, you know, uh, all, you know, couples and um, people who want to like, you know, get back to like feeling like loving themselves. The question was, I was like, why do you think, what's one of the biggest things that people come, like women come to his wife to, to do these things? And he's like, well, I mean, probably depression. Right. This, you know, but he's like, well, wh- why do you think that is? And he's his answer was, he's like, I just think that they're not present. Hmm, and I think about this film, and it, a lot of it comes down to 
Mia, I mean, if you look at Mia's character, she's wanting to be present with Seb. But yeah. Seb continues to have this, like, he kind of drives the the wedge because he's looking towards something in the future. But Mia is beginning to see what what can be what what she'd maybe like to see now. But there's a there's that disconnect and like it's not talked about. I mean, there I mean they have fights, right? Yeah. Uh, and and so, but I think it's just a reminder that sometimes we need to know when we need to if we have a dream, to have the dream, mm-hmm. but also to be aware when we need to be in the in the moment. In the moment, right? And I think I mean jazz. That that's why I love jazz. No, jazz is literally the bedrock. Is like the epitome of what the American dream is. Hmm. It's like the musical. It's a musical genre of the American dream. It's the fact that like we are. It came from the slaves. Um, I think there's there's a book. I think it's called This Is Jazz. Okay. I think I did it. My, I did a jazz studies class and I had to read it. It's an amazing book. If you haven't read it, definitely check. It. I think I'll put. If it's not This Is Jazz, I'll put it in the show notes so yeah. people can check it out. But um, you know, jazz, you're. You have, you have this framework, but there's also moments for people to just imagine, you know, the, those moments. But it's, there's also a moment where they have to like, you have to come back, yeah, and finish the song, yeah, right. And and Seb talks about that, right? When he's yeah. when he's educating Mia about it, the first time he takes her to the bar is, he, you know, he says, you know, his passion and I love Ryan Gosling's like acting in here, but like he talks about like. Jazz was born in in a little bar in in New Orleans, and yeah. and it was people that came from different parts of the world couldn't communicate with one each other with one another, so they communicated through jazz, and 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 this person would play one way, and and this other person would play, but they would then harmonize and, and find the melody and come together, and that like you're saying is is part of the American dream, like right, different backgrounds, different. Uh, way of thinking uh, of, of interacting but we hopefully try to bring it together and yeah. find c- common ground i mean and i mean honestly to some degree i think you know sometimes people i think have kind of missed this is a weird i don't know why i'm going here but like i, I do feel like um sometimes people forget this about yeah. uh just america that like we have a lot of diversity but we've always been the country or we you know not maybe always but like for those of the people who are, who believe in this dream, right? And I think we'll come back to this idea mm-hmm. of the dream, right? Is like, well, how do I help? How do I then blend back? How do I, you know, take a moment, pause, and then re-enter the, this, this world that I have to, you know, then navigate through. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, and, but it's not, you know, it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. And I think I think someone I mean again I think someone like you look at the cinema sig, sig, wow cinema the, <laughs> let's break it down cinematography <laughs> um, is is like it he delivers he gives us the language of that feeling you know he's you know no not as many you know long takes you know yeah. it's more being held like it's like you sit on it like on it on one like one shot mm-hmm. in some moments where it's just it's just the shot it's just the shot you know and what, what what episode was it that i told like sometimes you just have to let the moment breathe i think it was in um was it an avatar i think it was avatar yeah yeah i mean i think this is a wonderful example of like sometimes you just have to like 
you have beautiful moments in like montage, but then you have moments where you just let you just let let him breathe. I, I, I'm thinking immediately of uh, uh of the even the musical number of uh, City of Stars. Yes, where Ryan Gosling he just finished meeting up with he took her to the bar and mm -hmm. he's walking out and is you know saying City of Stars are you are you shining just for me right? And he's walking on on the on the boardwalk. And and it's such a unique song because we're we're learning about about Seb's like failed dreams and and his failed attempts. Like, is this just another thing that's gonna right. just not work out, right? And the song ends, but it's such a smart decision for Justin Hurwitz, the the composer, um, to keep the melody going mm -hmm. a little bit as he walks away. He incorporates like a whistling mm -hmm. in in that song. And it allows us, the viewers, to sit down, sit with the emotions of what he's feeling, what we're feeling, and it's just a long shot of him just like whistling as he walks away. And it could have been any other director or any other musical would have just said, okay, we had this musical number, we, we talked about him, let's end, let's move on to the next scene. Yeah. But not here. Like It's very intentional from both the composer, from both the director to say, let's Add a few more notes here so that we can feel this. And the editor, man, you know how yeah. hard it, I mean, you know, I'm telling you, man, it's hard. Like as an editor, you have to, you see everything. You see every single take. Yeah. So you have to like, you're trying to figure out the moments that like, maybe, what was the director want to be? Sometimes the director is involved in that process. A lot of times it's not. Right. Yeah. And so like you have, as an editor have to, uh, you have to defend the de decision on why you're, you're choosing to make a cut. Like when you're shooting musicals, you usually have it's a multi-camera setup. Yeah. So what usually happens is like you have like the master one that maybe follow the one thing, but then you have maybe other uh, cameras. Like we're doing a multi-camera setup right now, mm -hmm. right? So then they have options to cut to, right? I don't think this this is not the case for this. This for the most part they're 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 flying yeah. this on one camera. Yeah. Okay. So they're you know in I think that's another element of like a decision in this film. To be able to tell the perspective of not, not maybe not the perspective, but like tell the story with just one camera. It's with not one camera. It's not. It's you know, if it's a cut, it's a cut to an intentional thing or or scene or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it it also creates like this intimacy to it all. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. If we think of the, the the fight scene, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of that is just one camera. Yeah, and and. It, it really, as a viewer, it really makes you be in the moment, yeah. right? It, you, you're really feeling the conflict, the the argument, and 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 when they, you know, take off. Again, you the we sit with our feelings by having like Seb like put out the fire and and just kind of sit there and and then he just like throws his arms to the side like oh, okay what what happened right yeah. it, again once again you could have easily cut that in and just said like all right the fight scene took off let let's end right? right but 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 you're absolutely right it creates a a level of intimacy for us to be in there with the characters and just feel what they're feeling right having just that one camera so so let's break down the end yeah right um eventually she she gets a gig success hits great the, the movie does a five-year skip and then uh mia and her now husband have a kid they go out on a date and as they're go out to dinner after dinner they're walking back to their car he the husband finds a hey look there's it's a jazz club let's go down and check it out 
before that we also see like Seb getting ready for the day and yeah. and getting ready um he sits down or she they sit down he gets up to perform notices that Mia is there and he plays what is in in the soundtrack what is known as Mia and Seb's theme mm. so he starts it with Mia and Seb's theme which you hear the melody throughout the film right. or or those motifs throughout the film and then the movie and then it cuts into that eight ten minute montage of what could have been yes and i actually i I actually wrote down everything what could have been okay hold on before you go into that i think again this i want to emphasize that like these are we don't have this perspective but because we're about we're about to go into what what could have been but life in and in jazz you don't always like every single time you play a jazz, like most if it's a, if a jazz song like if you go to a club you're not going to hear the same sort of jazz song if you, you from one club to another club yeah. if there's someone if there's a touring right yeah. because like maybe you know for whatever reason the like the the solo section the bass player decides or the drummer you know whatever moment shifts like the like the the way people are like receiving the piece of yeah. music like and Coming back to the fact that, like, you know, there's that that gap. Five years, I mean, like, I feel like life kind of happens in two years, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. you can try something out for two years and, so, you know, whatever. But having, you see this moment of, like, success still happens. Just because you dream of something doesn't, and you want it at a certain moment, yeah, doesn't always mean that it's the time for you to receive that moment. Boom. And I think that this moment, this, this scenario, this scene is the perfect um like crescendo yeah to seb realizing his what the next dream is for himself so what you're and let me make sure i understand this you you are saying that this number this prologue yeah is is seb realizing what what his next goal or what his next dream is yes Okay, I I think this is his point of view of his regrets. Yeah, but I mean, like you look at your regrets. But I I think I am convinced that he still yeah he he owns a club and he's happy. But I think he would give it all back to be with Mia. To ha- okay, yes, a hundred percent, I agree. And and he would he would rather be with her than have what he has. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's and, go. And let's go through this. Let's, let's go, go through, the, through. Yeah. Through what he sees. Okay. So. So. What he sees, or what we see in this prologue, is first him not being a jerk to her at the bar when he first saw her. Right. She walks up to him instead of just walking away. He kisses her. Okay. Regret number one. Yeah. They're at the bar. John Legend shows up, and he turns down John Legend. Yeah. Okay. Regret number two. Wish he he wishes he would have done that. To actually show up to her one woman show, regret number three. He that would have. A, that was a brutal. That yeah. was oh, it's so hard. That hurts finished. when he doesn't show up. Man. Number four, he would have gone with her to Paris. She would have gotten the gig. The audition would have gone great. She would have gotten it, and he would have gone to Paris, which he doesn't. Right in in right. in the real timeline, um, they would have had a house, a child, home videos. That's some of that hits me. Uh, they have home videos. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, they would have gone to to the jazz to a jazz club because at, at, towards the end of that prologue they go to a jazz club yep. after a date, and they see and hear someone else perform, um, and it would have been someone else's jazz club, but he would have been happy. Yeah, even if it was someone else's club, someone else performing, he would have been with her with a family, and in the house and 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 had that five year life with her. And I think because he starts the movie or because he starts the prologue and that musical number with Mia and Seb's theme yeah. and ends it with the theme. Right? That is him putting his regrets. And even though like it ends and he is happy for her. Yeah. Right? He like he gives her a like a, a, a soft smile. He one hundred percent regrets and would give it all back for the five years that for what he could to, 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 to have those yet yeah, to redo it all but he wouldn't have been the jazz person that he is yes but going back to your point there comes a time where we have to realize when should we pursue our dreams and or, when or, or not pursue them you know and he has the he has the the awareness to say Mia, you should pursue your dream, okay? And in and in the quote-unquote alternate timeline, he would have said, pursue your dream, and I will be there to support you next to you. Whereas in the original timeline, he says, support your dream. And, and we'll figure out, you know, after, after you come back from, you know, because you're going to get the gig, and after you come back, we'll figure out where we are at. That was his mistake, is that he said, no, I, I should have continued to support you and maybe this was a time for me to put a pause on my dream for you to go. You know, and it's funny because I, the reason why I think is that he he looks because he looks back at that regret. And then we, the things we don't know. We don't know. And to me, I remember, I remember watching this. I remember watching this and thinking I was so grateful that they ended it this way. Yeah. Because life legit is like this. A hundred percent. We don't, you never know, like you get, we get caught up in moments. We get caught up in dreams. We get caught up in opportunities or, or the grind or, um, the monotony. Right. And some, then we look back, we have moments of reflections. And that's why I'm like, I think, you know, like sometimes, cause I feel like Mia, when she was with Seb, right. You know, leading up, she's beginning, she's in the most, she wants she wants to have to be for them to be in the moment to, to be in the moments together yeah. and that's why yeah. she's frustrated yeah she's there and she wants to support him but she also like m believes and ho is hoping that he's he's doing the same thing for her and i think that you know with him missing her show is the like you know that moment of her realizing that like why yeah why why you know like i love you and you know i i know you that you love me but you love your dream more mm -hmm. you know and Seb made he made a wrong call he did he did D did was it the wrong call in that moment for him that he, like when he was in that moment no because again like he justifies by saying like you you i need to provide for you so to speak um and that's why i'm taking this gig that's why i'm doing this like yeah and, and and every and every performer wishes to have a a, a 
a, a recurring gig. Like like I'm I'm a paid artist. Yeah. Like why wouldn't I be happy, right? Yeah. It almost no. I don't want to say that he throws it at her face, throws throws it back at her, but like he is justifying or, or or kind of laying out like why I'm doing this, right? Is this movie just really a uh a th- should be a, is it like a therapy session it's supposed to be <laughs> for like for like couples to like look the idea is not so much that like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah right it's yeah. like no you be be here when you're here and and do yeah. the thing right like man i can i like, all the time like i mean i come to my wife I'm like should i be doing should i be doing this freelance thing or should i be like uh-huh. you know and because okay so i mean freelancing and doing your own business especially as like a creative is difficult you know you have you have the dealing with the fact that like people are like either you're getting rejected or you're not getting paid as much as the the amount of time you're putting in you know all these things and so it it become it can be hard at moments when you're like am i should i still be doing this i mean i'm I'm sure it's even harder for musicians oh yeah I mean, like, to be a musician, I mean, even, like, big artists, right? Like, what was it, like, two months ago, six months? I don't know if this is still a thing, but, like, artists weren't allowed to release new songs unless something got, it became trendy, uh, like a trending audio on TikTok. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to have to find the article. I I don't want to, like, I'm pretty positive that what happened was the music industry was... Like even with some bigger name, some like bigger name, like mm-hmm. you know, not maybe not like I don't know, maybe even some main, mainstream, but like artists that had a pretty good following that they you know they're making a living off of their, their music, but like they were go- they wanted to go release something new. Studios saying you can't do it unless it's um, making the charts or making trending. Like we know that people are gonna have a thing gonna have, via TikTok. Yeah. So like you would see artists being like, hey, I, like playing their song, I can't release this until this you know becomes thing it's so like interesting yeah i like definitely i'll have to find it i'm sure the new york times might have done an article on this okay if not maybe vox or you know some, yeah. i'm pretty sure there was an article that was written about this but this idea right like you you're there's always the like the questioning and so like when you have something that's good it's hard to to, to like well i'm doing this thing so that we can we i can we can move forward yeah because there is that there is like well i have to you have to take some of the risks and i you know i just i truly love and i think honestly what it comes down to is some i've had a moment like this right where i i you know i had to look back at a you know some choices that i've made Mm -hmm. and think about what would have happened yeah and then you know i've just been like I, I regret some of those decisions. I, I still stand by some of those decisions. Yeah. But also like, I'm happy for you, but I'm also sad for us. Is that weird? Like, no, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And and I, I think that's what the, that's what's so sincere and authentic about this ending yeah. is, is that because we've all had those moments where I I'm here in life and, and, and I'm glad I'm here, but looking back, I would have made some different choices, right? And I think that's what Seb says, like in through through Ryan Gosling's acting, he smiles, he gives her a nod, and he's happy for her. He's glad, and and, and he's happy that she has had a successful career, a husband, a daughter, and 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 that he has his club. And he's yeah, like I, I hit it. We both hit it. Like we've made it. But there is like I I wish I could have made different choices yeah. and that's not be- and and the way that i take it it's not that i i wish 
oh, I wish you didn't have your daughter Mia or anything like that. It's yeah. more of like a, I wish I could have done things differently. Yeah. And hopefully they learn, right? It's like, and hopefully they you know, learn. I don't know. I just, this, this film is, is like the epitome. It really is like, it's like a love letter to, it's a love letter to life. It's a love letter to life. To dreamers and all of us, all of us at at any point in our life are dreamers. Yeah, there we have goals, we have dreams we're aspiring to, we have passions, and at some point, all of us are hit by by the reality of life, and 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 have to step back and say, "Oh man, like, should I pursue? Should I not? Did or I even, make the right decision? Did I not?" If anything, we leave with this this episode with is that if you you know, if we watch this movie, because if you, especially if you're like, you're having a hard time, watch this movie. Yeah. You know, because it's, it, it's, you feel, again, like, man. You maybe, can't help but just smile, especially with yeah, that first number. Yeah. Like, you're just happy immediately. Or, or even when, when they're like dance in, in, you know, going up the, the road with like that scene, you know, the scene. I mean, just the cinematography, the choreography, the music, all of it, you know, makes you smile. But also like, makes you want to cry yeah and so and if you so if you if you're struggling to f- let this movie be the, the opportunity for you to like feel again and also to bring a little bit of hope and the fact that like it's okay to be a, a romantic yeah but with that romantic means that like you have to feel the hard parts of being there i think that's something that we that we don't do much anymore mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. when you get into the algorithm and you're scrolling you you're over stimulated via people the algorithm is saying you're like this is what you need right now and sometimes that's not even like actually feeling yeah what in what what i what i think i love about what i do what what about what me cutting stuff for people is i can help share that like people everybody has a story and i think what this 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 movie does so well is that like this is many people's stories. Mm-hmm. We, you might look back at a moment and regret it. Even despite the success or the the beauty of like opportunities for other people or whatever, we, whether you uh, have success at the moment or even like as it comes later, there are always moments that you're going to be regret. So, you're also going to regret if you don't take a moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, because like, because even if Seb said, you know, did the alternate universe, who's to say that it doesn't become him finding the club that he would have wanted to be his club? Yeah. And having it be the other montage of this world. Of this world. Of that world, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of of, our, of the current, yeah. Deep. I love this. All right. Me Look, too. I, I know we say this all the time, but like, like real cinema is when we are given moments to feel. Yeah, it really is. It really like, and I mean, we might we're gonna review movies that like maybe not fully do that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, course. it's like that. That's why they're. That's why sometimes you just need a good. You know, a John Wick that just shoots. But honestly, John Wick, I I, I feel I that feel movie. that adrenaline. I feel that like yes, yes, let's do this, yes. right? Anyways, 
Well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, and we would love it if you could subscribe to wherever you get your uh, podcasts. And uh, give us a five star if you love it. Or or give us a two star if you actually didn't love it. And then let us know why so that we can like do a little bit better. Uh, just because, honestly, it helps us get into the charts. Also, if you haven't done so, you know, you can follow us on YouTube where we do post some shorts and, and clips from this uh, episode so you can share with your friends. We'll probably have like... I'm gonna make work for you, Dan. I know we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're probably gonna like put some like scenes from the movie. Oh, we're, what we're talking about. So yeah, make sure you follow us there. If 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 you're listening on Spotify, um, at the bottom of every every episode, we have polls, we have questions. Uh, so be sure to check that out. You can also like send us a message, a voice message. So do that. We we want to hear your thoughts. What is it that you like about La La Land? What is it that you don't like about it? What did we miss? We want to hear from you. You can also always get in touch with us via email through your at realchumps.com or, or connect with us on Twitter and YouTube at realchumps. Uh, feel free to follow Danny or I, uh, myself at Marstrosity, M-A-R-Z-T-R-O-S-I-T-Y. I'm Rubio underscore TV or Rubio.TV on some other platforms. Send us messages. We, we're getting emails. I think uh, as soon as we get a couple more, I think we'll we'll start reading them and, and have a conversation with our, with your real chumps here. Yeah. So join. We got to come up with a name for you guys. The, the ch- Chummers. That's what I'm going to say, but I'm like, that, that feels <laughs> no bueno. There's <laughs> no bueno. Los, amig- Los amigos. No, we'll go with something else. We'll figure something out. Um, join us next week. Next week, we're going to be talking 310 to Yuma. We're going to start talking Westerns. Dude, I uh, love this movie. It's so a I'm good so excited one. For it's it. been a while. So make sure you watch it. We're going to watch it and we're going to talk about it and we want to hear from you. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>